Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello and welcome everyone to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge, mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom and tools so that you can move beyond your fears, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, plus heal your pain, illness, or trauma. I'm your host, Tanya Penny, and I'm here because I'm devoted to helping you heal, whether you suffer from pain, a chronic illness, an autoimmune disorder, or even past trauma, because you deserve to enjoy a healthy body, a peaceful mind, and a balanced lifestyle to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. And today, I'm excited to share with you the wisdom of Jan Tucker. We're going to be diving into stress and life balance so that you can heal and receive 100% abundance in every single area of your life. So a little bit about Jan. She's the publisher of PerfectInnerPeace.com magazine. She's a Qigong energy healer, spiritual yoga practitioner, author, and speaker who helps people transform their lives. Her insights based on Eastern wisdom will help you to seek truth, gain a better understanding of your life purpose, and live a balanced life. Jan will help you to discover who you really are, uncover your passion, develop inner confidence, simplify your life, achieve inner peace, and live a healthier, happier, less stressful life. Yes, please. (laughs) Jan is walking the path herself and has transformed her own life dramatically. She teaches the many how-to-live concepts of the full yoga path through her writings and upcoming webinars, classes, Qigong classes, and provides Qigong healing sessions for body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Ah, Jan, I want to just say thank you for being here and give you a warm welcome. Hello. Hi, Tanya. Thank you for having me here. I'm really happy to be a part of this podcast. Yay, me too. And, um, you know, as I said before we started today, um, thank you for being flexible. I guess that's part of living um, a (laughs) stress-free life. Um, I had had quite a bit of uh, stuff come up last week and we needed to reschedule today. So again, um, you know, I know that we all come together and everything happens in divine time, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And that's a good thing to remind yourself of when things are changing. Very, very helpful to realize to go with the flow is a good thing. Well, and it's interesting you say when things are changing because we know that things are always changing, but for so many people right now that are listening, I know that, well, and for myself, for you, there are a lot of changes happening right now on the planet. 
And this is very true. And it's actually, it's been true forever. You know, we might not realize it, but it's always been that way, and it always will be that way. That's that's what this this planet is about. That's what this, um, you know, and from the yoga perspective, we call it Maya, and mm-hmm. Maya is delusion. So you can't expect it to be be the same. It's it's there to challenge you, and that's what it does. Well, and I think that's. Uh, that's a very important thing. Um, I love that, and I, I'm also uh, a yoga therapist, um, so I very much believe that philosophy. And I believe that, you know, we're all, we're all we all chose to be here right now on, on the planet, and mm-hmm. in order to evolve, which is one of the reasons why we came here, change is necessary. <laughs> exactly. It's one of the. So best. I think one of the. Best. I think one of. Oh, sorry. I think it's just one of the best ways to teach us is, you know, if everything's the same all the time, how are we going to ever progress? You know, we have to be challenged. And even though we don't like to be challenged, it's, it's really good for us because it causes us to look at things and to to analyze ourselves and to find ways to improve and to adjust. So, mm. you know, as you, as you go on through life, I think a lot of people get to realize, hey, you know, Maybe change isn't comfortable, but, you know, now I'm better off than I was before. So it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I think one of the, well, for me, and I know for a lot of my clients, perhaps you, I always said, I love change. Um, unless, <laughs> unless, you know, I, I loved it when I was the one choosing it, right? But for a, <laughs> But a lot of times there are changes happening in the world that are outside of our, our control. Right. So really, when those things happen, whether it's, my gosh, you know, the hurricanes happening right now, um, whether it's a relationship ending, whether it's, you know, your business having changes, like whatever it is, right, whatever, quote unquote, change that you didn't, you don't think you chose, right, you didn't, you didn't choose for that change to happen. We really, I think, to have a stress. Um, I don't want to say stress-free, but to, to stress less and to have more life balance, our perceptions might need to change. <laughs> Does that make sense? Exactly, yes. And it's all in the way we look at things. Um, you know, we, we've heard for years that it's important to be positive, and it, it just it gets to the point where it sounds like a cliche, but yeah. to be positive is a real strength because it it actually changes your brain when you do that. You know, there, there's been studies about meditation and how meditation changes your brain. It's the same with positive thinking and positive ideas and mm. taking positive action. It, it just it molds you and it changes you and it gives you the opportunity to be stronger. And um, in the face of change, you know, it, it's just so helpful to to be able to look at the silver lining instead of the cloud. It's a lot less and, and I like, to live that way. Yes, and I like how you said the silver lining, right? So some people think um, when you say, well, you know, when something bad happens, just like be positive about it. And sometimes being positive about it is what you just mentioned, which is when, you know, the shit hits the fan when something quote unquote bad happens in your life that you didn't choose. 
what if you ask yourself, you know, I wonder what lesson, or you said silver lining, you know, this is bringing me. Not that you're not going to feel the emotions of upset and, you know, sadness or grief or whatever else comes up, because, you know, that's human. But then to ask yourself, like you said, like, what's the silver lining in this? Right? Nothing is good or bad. It's thinking that makes it so. And and it's not always important to know what that is right away. But yeah. when something happens and something jars you or, you know, disrupts your flow, you can just remind yourself to step back and try not to be completely caught up in it and involved in it and instead just observe it. You know, be be like a third, pretend it's happening to somebody else even while you're analyzing it. Just step back. Mm-hmm. And, and watch your reaction and say, oh, look how I'm reacting to this. I'm getting all upset and all tied into it. What, what's that all about? And then remind yourself, okay, if there is something positive that's going to come out of this, if I yeah. just take the best action that I know right now, just take one step at a time and work through it, then I know the positive outcome will reveal itself eventually. And things might end up being better than they were before. I, I love that um, because, you know, I'm just thinking back to when I was diagnosed with MS. And, you know, at the time, I definitely could not see the silver lining. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and for a lot of people with chronic illness, you, you typically don't see it until you're, you know, on the other side or you've gotten through the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's probably the same thing for a breakup and, you know. All sorts of things. So, so I love that. Um, just a reminder to everybody listening that when something happens, quote unquote, bad happens, unexpected, um, instead of, you know, yes, feel your emotions, but instead of like freaking out, stressing out, try to step, like Jan said, try to step back and breathe and say, you know what, this may really feel whatever you're feeling uh, right now. And I trust deep down that there's, you know, going to be something that comes out of it, right? Something, something positive, maybe something I've learned, something I'm going to teach to others, um, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. And I, and I may not know what that is. Like for me, I didn't know for several years um, what that, what that really meant for me. And, um, you know, Jan, we talked a little bit about it before, before we um, jumped on our call together and started recording, but. I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, what put you on this path of looking for, finding, creating perfect inner peace? Like, what was your dark night of the soul or turning point that led you to where you are today on this interview with me? Okay. Well, I did have a dark night of the soul. And the reason I had that dark night was because I was in my early 30s. And I realized that as hard as I had worked on making my life happy um, and, you know, having a good life and having good things in it, it just wasn't happening for me. And I think it started as a kid. You know, I was, as a kid, I grew up poor and I grew up in a home that didn't know how to show love. You know, it wasn't intentional, but it was definitely there. And it was actually, um, you know, they they talk about physical abuse abuse versus emotional abuse. Well, I grew up in a 
in a situation where I was emotionally abused unintentionally, but I, I was kind of neglected emotionally. And um, being poor, uh, we were we were really poor. Uh, it was a really bad situation. So when I was 10 years old, I told myself, I have got to get myself out of this situation, and I'm going to make sure that when I do, I'll never come back into it. So here I am at 10 years old telling myself, I get good grades, and that's going to be my way out. So I'm just mm. going to keep getting these grades, and it's going to help me get a job one day, and it's going to take me out of this situation, and I won't ever have to come back. And I have to do this myself. Nobody else can do it for me. So here I am in my 30s, realizing that as much as I tried and I strived, you know, I got an MBA degree and did all the right things that you're supposed to do in society to get yourself financially <laughs> stable. It, my job just, you know, it was just a job. And I went from one company to another realizing that I never was going to get that that um, position of great leadership that I thought I had prepared myself for. And at the same time, my love life was just a disaster. I kept choosing relationships with people who couldn't commit. And here I was wanting to get married. So I finally realized one day, you know, I, I'm just, it's not happening. And it was to the point, I, another yet another important relationship broke up. It was about the third time I wanted to get married and it didn't happen. So devastating to me. And I just hit bottom. And I got to the point where I realized no matter what I do, I obviously don't know how to do this right. And mm. at, at the time, I was pretty much of an agnostic. I didn't know whether to believe in God or not. So I challenged God and I said, one night, I, I remember this as clear as day. I was on my living room floor on my knees alone in my house begging and saying, you know, I, if you're there, I need help. I, I obviously don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm hurt. I'm alone, I'm lonely, I'm um, so just devastated and disappointed in the way life is turning out, and I don't know what to do, so please help me. And it really wasn't long after that that I got a teacher who happened to be a guru. Um, you know, they say when you're ready, the teacher shows up. Another cliche, but mm. hey, I'm no, here it's to true. tell you it. it happens. <laughs> and it, <laughs> And sometimes you have to hit bottom in order for that to happen. And that's that's too bad. It really is too bad that you have to get to that point. But if you do, you have to know that there is a way up. You will find a way up. Um, my my brother actually committed suicide. So uh, when I was wow. 18, he, he, he didn't find his way. And yeah. I'm just really thankful that I was able to to find a you know a path for me it doesn't have to be yoga it can be any path all paths are good but that was my path and it has changed my life to be on that path everything wow thank you it's wonderful yeah thank you so much for sharing that story i mean gosh we we all have um i i do believe we all have i know we talked a little bit about trauma before and I believe that we all, most people on the planet have some form of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, whether it's 
maybe being neglected by parents. I had that too. Um, maybe it's worse. Maybe it's actually verbal abuse, um, physical sexual abuse. Maybe you just had an accident when you were young or at any time in your life. And, you know, when you have that, gosh, those traumatic experiences, and I, like you, had a number of them growing up, um, it's like, where do you, <laughs> that dark night of the soul, right? It's like, where do you, where do you come back from that? And, you know, one of the things you're saying is that a lot of us, you know, we really, we really hit that point and then it's like we're ready and we're not ready until we hit that point, you know, for, for many of us and it's just the way it is. And then when we do, it's like that support shows up. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a really good, um, really want to talk about that aspect of receiving support um, because so many of us felt alone growing up, especially if we were, you know, we were neglected like, you know, like you, you were, and I was emotionally neglected as well. And it's almost like we think we have to do it all alone. And whether it's reaching out um, for support from your higher levels or something bigger what is what I call it, you know, whether it's from actual physical people Right? You said your guru showed up. I've had plenty of teachers um, show up in my life at exactly the right time. And when they show up, though, it's our responsibility, it's our choice, actually, to receive the support. Right? To remember, because I've had a lot of clients that try to push it away. Right? Because mm-hmm. they had experiences, maybe they have distrust, maybe they had negative, quote-unquote, experiences receiving in the past. And so... I guess I just want to put out there to everyone, if, if you're going through, you know, a big stress or a little stress, a dark night of the soul, whatever you want to call it, like you don't have to go through it alone, right? One of the ways that you're going you're gonna to move out of it is, um, like Jan said, you know, her teacher showed up and, and my teacher showed up and I said yes. Yeah, and you want to also be careful about the teacher, too, at the same time, because there are a lot of people out there who call themselves teachers, but, you know, maybe you want to look into their background a little bit. Um, you know, you can do a lot with the Internet um, to research. Public, fi- public big figures have information out there, and you just want to make sure that you're following somebody that's true. And, you know, your intuition can guide you in that, too. My, uh, my, absolutely. My first, my first guru, I followed him for a couple years, and then it got to the point where it wasn't the right teacher anymore. And you know, he did something that he said something that was kind of opposite of the reason I went on the path with him. I I went on his path because I believe that all religions are good because everybody needs a different type of path. You know, all paths lead to the same place. You know, there's there's one place yeah. we're going, whether we even really know what that is or not. You know, there's a bunch of different descriptions of it. So how do we know? But there is one truth out there somewhere, and we're all going yeah. in that direction. So um, what what happened with me was that in the end, he started making fun of other religions. So I got that message, and I said, oh, I think it's time to look for another teacher. You know, you get little messages along the way, and you just you have to follow your intuition. And as you go, as you learn more and more, 
if you're connecting with your inner self, which is kind of, you know, if you're not connecting with your inner self, we have two selves. We've got an outer and we've got an inner. The outer is the ego and the inner is the soul. And if we have if we have, are able to develop some kind of connection with that inner self to kind of avoid the distractions that are in the outer world, then we have we develop our intuition better. We get to know mm. ourselves. And that's that's something we need to follow our own intuition. We need to try to be aware to develop that intuition by paying attention to not just the outer distractions that are all over in the world. Every day in our lives, we have these outer distractions that keep pulling away from ourselves. They pull us away. And telling us what we should do, right? What we should do yeah. and how we should live. And, and that creates a lot of stress um, when we follow those and aren't being true to ourselves, like you're saying, your intuition. Um, exactly. You're not following your, your, your own guidance and um, running it through your truth filter. Um, is the term I like to use, that creates a tremendous amount of stress. I don't know about you, but given the environment that I grew up in, um, I became a pretty big people pleaser, right, Mm -hmm. to try and get get my needs met. And, of course, it really didn't get my needs met, but, you know, I tried it. And I, I carried that pattern into my adulthood and, you know, ultimately, it was one of the biggest things that I had to that I had to heal um, in order to heal the MS. And I know a lot of people listening <laughs> struggle with people pleasing too. It creates a tremendous amount of stress. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Well, there, yes, there are a lot of human things that we do that that are stressful that cut us off from our inner being. Um, you know. We're, we're actually depriving ourselves. We're starving our heart and soul of the connections that they need, that we, they need in order to thrive. And the way we're doing that, you know, when we're running at 150 miles an hour trying to get an impossible amount of things done, we're just forgetting <laughs> who we are. You know, when our, when our schedules are dictated by everyone else's needs other than our own, yeah. you know, and this happens to men as well as women. It's not just a, a female thing. We forget who we are. Uh, When we're driven by the goals that society tells us to have, you know, like we need to have the best job, we need to drive the best car, live in the best house, in the best location, we need to be perfect parents, we need to be involved in our communities, we need to make the smartest decisions. These things are, we put so much pressure on ourselves by society's rules. And in in the meantime, we're just, we're forgetting who we are. We're losing our connection. All of our creativity goes out the window when we're too busy and too stressed to think straight. Our self-care goes out the window. And then we wonder why we end up sick. And Mm. sometimes we end up leaving this world before it's our time because stress, this is according to the American Psychological Association, stress is directly linked to the six leading causes of death. And, I mean, that's a big connection. So we need to be aware of that. And it happens silently. That's the problem. We don't, put, we don't have a connection between stress and disease because there's such a long period of time in between that it takes you to get sick from stress. So we just stay on that treadmill. And we just <laughs> keep going round and round and round. 
and we don't get anywhere because we don't really have the right path. And and that's what this is all about is finding something that you can latch on to that is really the truth rather than, um, you know, running after material things. That's not the truth. The material truth things and other people's approval. <laughs> yeah, yes. The, the truth is actually, the truth to, to life is finding out who you really are and and yeah. where your source is and connecting to that. So, but yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really hearing you say that, you know, disconnection from self um, because you're, you're so plugged into the outside world is, yes. you know, and I, I firmly believe that too, is one of the biggest causes of stress. And then, of course, eventually that becomes our, gosh, at a young age too, it becomes such a baseline for us. It becomes such a normal um, that when we get sick, you know, 20 years later or however long it takes, you know, I was 29 when I was diagnosed with MS, um, but had been living that way from a very young age. It's like, oh, like, what happened? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, yeah, yeah. So, wow. And, and you've, just, you've discovered this, that stress is the good thing. This is the good news in all this. Stress is a bad habit, and it's something that we learn by the way we're yeah. taught. So the good news of that is that you can change a bad habit. And the fact is, it's a lot easier to be unstressed than it is to be stressed. So, And there are ways to get unstressed, which is what you and I are pretty much all about. Um, programs like yours and mine are really crucial to be able to get this information out to people. But not just the in, in information, but also the solutions so that they can do something right. about the stress. Right, because information alone, you know, I don't know about you, Jan, but what I find is information alone um, can sometimes just create more stress. <laughs> so the information is mm-hmm. great, but also to have some practical tools and then actually using them, right? Um, so yeah. many of my clients yeah. say, you know, when they first come to me, Tanya, um, you know, I'm just so busy. I don't know how I'm going to take the time to to do the things you know, you're sharing with me to do, even though I know they're going to help me. And it's like, um, hello, like that's part of the problem here. You're, you're caught exactly. up in all of those shoulds, have to, supposed tos, people pleasing, trying to prove your worth. That those are the very things that are causing your stress that you need to do less of and make more time to do the things that me and you are talking about. Um, so for everyone listening, you know. <laughs> not making enough time for yourself is, is one of the key causes of stress. Well, and, and you want to take that forward a little bit, too, is that what's, what's your life like while you're, while you're doing this, while you're on this treadmill and while you're stressed out? Are you happy with your life? Or are, do you realize the pressure you're putting on yourself? And do you realize that to live a life of stress is the least productive thing that you can do that's and if you realize that and you realize that there's a way to do it better so that you can be way less stressed and also at the same time more productive that's going to help you get through that question of how can I do it well you can do it because there's a better way to do it and if you can just sit with a program and do it for a while and discipline yourself to say okay 
I'm going to put my stress aside and I'm going to I'm going to follow the path that this person is showing me. Then try it out and you'll see that with less stress you can do way more and you can live an enjoyable life and you, you can make time for other people in your life and you can have fun. I think that's a common belief, right, is that I don't have the time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the time, and that creates a lot of stress, too, just holding that belief, I don't have enough time. And so, yes, everyone, like what Jan is saying, like realize that that's, that's been something you've been holding on to and, and asking yourself, how is it working for you? Like, are you really are you really happy living a stressful life? Um and the truth is, you, you don't, if, if the answer is no, which I'm going to guess most people would say no, it's like choose choose to commit, even if it's for a short period of time, mm-hmm. right, to making more time for yourself and whatever path you choose. Um, and with that, Jan, I would love for you to share, you know, just a, a few really simple tips or tools today that those listening can start embodying, start using today so that they can stress less and have more peace and balance in their life? Well, one tip I have, and I usually tell people this when they come to me, is that you have to realize how much of an effect you're having about stress on a subconscious level. So just as an example, you know, we all have different reasons for accepting stress into our lives. And we all have different sources of stress, too. And then the things we say are are things like, I'm so stressed out. And we talk about my stress or, or my level of stress. And when we do this, what we're doing is we're claiming ownership of the stress. Mm. So yes. We're telling our subconscious our subconscious that we accept this stress because it's a part of us. And what that does is that gives stress full reign in our bodies and minds. Because hey, if you know if I'm if I'm stressed, if I'm a stress ball, then I guess it's the right thing to do. And um That's so who I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what you want to start doing instead you, there's a difference between the word stress and the word stressor. And we need to make a distinction between those two words. A stressor is something that comes into your life that can c- cause stress. And a, and stress, the word stress, is the reaction to that stressor. So that's where you have the ability to change things. You can decide whether you are going to stress over this stressor or whether you're going to find ways to change your reaction so that it you can stay in balance and handle that stress in a different way. And that's just a really important key. And once you wow. start doing this, yeah, once you realize, once you, you know, okay, you got stress coming in your life every day, so you can pick one of the stressors and just step back again and look at it and say, oh, that's a stressor. Now, I'm not going to I'm going to decide not to stress over that and I'm going to find a different way. Um, you know, stress and, is and, a choice. Yeah, exactly. It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um then the next thing, once you have that mentality and you're trying to change your subconscious, 
so that you're not a stress ball, then what you can do uh, is to figure out, okay, what are the stressors in my life? And you might even want to list them out. And then what you want to do is you want to find the root cause of each stress. Because you can't really solve anything. You can't heal anything until you find the source of it. You can, yeah. you can put Band-Aids on it all you want, but those Band-Aids are going to fall off and the stress is going to still be there because the root cause is still there. So what you want to do is find the root cause. And one way to do that is to step back. And you look at your stressor, it's happening, and you say, why? Why am I stressed over this? And then mm. when you get that answer, then you say, well, why? Why did that answer come up? And you just keep asking why, why, why? until you finally get to the bottom root cause of your stress. And then you can take steps to address that stress and change it. Because we can't change anything we're not aware of. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think so many people go and get the massage or go and, you know, get the acupuncture or go to the yoga class. And that stuff all is wonderful and helps um you know, for a period of time, but if we're not taking care and shifting the root cause, it's never going to be lasting. Exactly. And the same is true with, you know, medical issues. When you go to a doctor, if they just treat the symptom, then it's not going to solve the problem. And eventually that problem is going to come out stronger. So you you want to get to the root cause. And it's just, it's pretty easy to do it if you just keep asking why you'll find it, and then you can make a plan. Hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes people are afraid. Um, I find this a lot in in my work with my clients, and maybe you do too. Um, People are afraid sometimes to to really find the root cause. So I, I agree with you. It can be easy to, you know, to realize what it is, but I think there's sometimes a big layer of fear there that says, well, I don't want to know what it really is because then, you know, um, like for me, I, I had to leave my marriage. Um, that mm-hmm. was not, you know, that was not honoring and fulfilling for me anymore. Um, that was one of the root causes of my stress and, and therefore the MS. And, you know, in order to fully heal, I, I had to leave the marriage and that was not easy. So sometimes right. <laughs> the root causes are like, shit. That is a big one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's very true. And you can also choose when you're ready to deal with that. Yes. Yes. If you're not ready, then you move on. Yeah, move on to the next stressor and deal with that. You know, there's multiple layers of stress that we have. So <laughs> you can choose whether to work on the big ones first or whether you want to tackle the small ones. And, you know, it, it's up to you. It's, it's your path. You know, it's your life. Absolutely, and I and I think it's imp- <laughs> it's important that you just said that, you know, um, and it was true for me. I knew I needed to get a divorce, but I didn't leave for almost two plus years, right, until I was ready, even though I knew. So, so for everyone listening, even though you become aware of the root cause, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to choose to do something about it overnight, you know, mm-hmm. in divine time is what I like to say. Exactly. And yeah. just a little secret. The, the root cause usually is some type of fear that you have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, 
we have we have stress because we're running from something. Yes. So that's that's yeah. really the that's the big secret. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it because well, it's true. Fear causes us to do all sorts of crazy things and things that stress us out or or perpetuate the stress. Whether you know we've mentioned a few of them today, like you know fear of not you know being good enough or doing enough or surviving. Those cause mm-hmm. us to to act in certain ways. Fear of losing love or approval, people pleasing. You know, so all of those kind of drive these the stress response and the stress patterns, right? Um, so it's it's all connected. It's definitely all connected. And, so, and another and another good thing is that fear isn't real when you look at it. You can yeah. face your fears, and I've done that just one fear at a time. I've just looked them right in the face. And I've said, you know, you're not real, and I'm going to get beyond you. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more exhilarating than overcoming a fear. And you can start with something small um, and work your way up. And I'll just give you an example. I used to be deathly afraid of deep water. And one thing that I did was I learned how to scuba dive. And oh, it, that's awesome. <laughs> And and I've been to a hundred feet below now. Um, it it took me a long time, and it, the first time I got in the water with my gear, they put you in a swimming pool, and they then you know you get a little bit comfortable with it on the shallow end, and then they send you out to the deep end. Well, when I went to the deep end of the water, I went down a few feet. It's only like what nine feet, ten feet, or something like that at the deep end of the pool. I panicked. I I panicked and I got was under the water and I was so scared that I didn't know which way was up anymore. I could oh, not wow. tell. So somehow I got myself, you know, I talked to myself. I I said, okay, look, you're in the deep end of a pool. How bad can this be? You know, <laughs> someone's gonna notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I guess I touched bottom or something and and okay, here I'm on the bottom and then I just pushed up and got myself to come to the surface, and there I was. And so a couple weeks after that, we had to do our deep water dive, and I was still petrified. But I went down with um, with one of the dive instructors. He held my hand. He saw how scared I was. The, the clue that you're scared when you have a dive mask on is your eyes are about twice as big as normal. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture in my head of what that looks like. <laughs> and it's funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny when you're panicking. So I just, right. over no. a series, over time, I learned to get really, really comfortable in the water. And I was just so proud of myself for doing that. And then just like with stress, it's like when you handle a stressor, every time you do it, the next time is going to be easier. And you yeah. build on it. Like riding the bike, right? Like riding the bike, yeah. you know, learning to ride a bike or, or anything new that, you know, facing your fear, like, you know, Jan is talking about. Um, and that fear of deep water, that's a big one. You know, I, I wouldn't call that a small <laughs> one for a lot of people. Um, I used to be afraid of deep water, too. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, pick one, pick something that's, quote, unquote, small-ish for you and, 
it's going to take time and practice perhaps for it to fully be resolved or released or healed, you know, whatever mm-hmm. words you you choose to use. Um, but just taking that baby step and, and starting with one, right? So mm-hmm. maybe even making a list because we already got the list of um, what are the stressors. Maybe, maybe we can also add to that, make a list of what are your fears. Um, might, might be a good addition because there's going to be some correlation there between them, I'm sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. What's the fear <laughs> underlying each, each stressor? Because yeah. that's what we're running from something. What are we running from? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And, Wonderful. And, and, and also, you know, the other good thing, I like to point out good things because, you know, we're talking about a lot of negative things here, but, um, just knowing that you want to that you have stress in your life and that you want to do something about it is just a big hurdle overcome because a lot of people they're just on that treadmill and they don't even realize that they're not going yeah. anywhere you know once you realize it man you can do something about it and and that is that is the good news so, that is powerful, right? Because there are no victims in the house, right? Um, no one is. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the positives here, like you're pointing out, is once you become aware of your stressors, reminding yourself, you know, you have the power. You really do. You have the power to change it. It doesn't have to stay this way forever. So that's just mm-hmm. the first step, right, is, is saying these are my stressors and, um, and you know what? I'm committed Right, I'm committed because I know I can change them. Right, exactly. I, I'm a powerful, I'm a powerful co-creator of my life. Yeah. Ooh, some good stuff here today. So, um, Gian, I know that our time is coming to a close, and you have a free gift mm-hmm. for us. Um, can you tell us um, a little bit about that? Sure. Um, <clears throat> in starting Perfect Inner Peace magazine. Um, you know, I want to get all this great information out about ancient Eastern wisdom so that people can apply it in their lives like I did. But then I realized, I stepped back and I said, uh, wait a minute, stress is pretty much an epidemic right now. And mm-hmm. maybe people need to address some of their stress before they even start learning how to apply, uh, you know, different wisdoms in their life. So what I did was I wrote an ebook. It's called Ten Ways to De-Stress Your Life Permanently. And uh, that ebook is is free. It's a free download for everybody that's listening to your podcast. And to get it, all you have to do is go to perfectinnerpeace.com slash welcome Tanya Penny listeners. And you want to put it. Oh, and, and um, Jan, just so you know, um, we don't have to give mm-hmm. the link. It can be kind of lengthy. Um, everyone listening, um, just know that you can find um, the link right underneath the audio um, that you're listening to. Um, just just to keep it simple. <laughs> just yes, to keep it simple. Um, everybody, um, again, you can find Jan's Ten Ways to De-Stress Your Life Permanently ebook. Um, you better bet I'm going to be downloading that because I'm always. I'm a seeker. I'm a constant seeker. And you can find that link underneath the audio that you're listening to if you're listening on my website. And if you're listening on iTunes or Podbean, all you have to do is go to tanyapenny.com, click podcast um, on the top navigation bar, and it'll take you to the page where 
Jan's amazing free gift is, um, and also um, a lot of other experts, interviews and free gifts, and if you haven't yet, um, to receive my free gift as well, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, which is the 10 Keys Blueprint Guide, Audio Lesson, and my secret tool, a guided therapeutic meditation practice. So, um, yes, everybody, make sure you go and grab Jan's free gift and all the other amazing, um, really valuable free gifts. And, and Jan, I just want to say um, thank you so much for coming and sharing your heartfelt story and your wisdom um, and your tools today. And if there's anything, you know, one little nugget that you want to leave everybody with, um, as we close, I, I would love to hear what that is today. Well, I, I want to thank you, too, for having me on this podcast and giving me the chance to share things that, that, you know, I've done to improve my life. And thank you for the excellent work that you're doing to get this information out to your listeners. And I guess the, the piece of wisdom I'd like to leave with is when you're on your path, and you're getting connected with your inner self, um, you know, realizing that there is an inner self, and there's not just an outer world, but there is a, a place inside. Uh, we talked about being on the treadmill when you're on the outer path. Well, when you're getting, when you're connected with your inner soul, then the wheel, maybe you're still on a wheel because you're still trying to find answers, but the wheel is moving forward now. And you can change your life and you can prosper and you can grow and you can learn who you are and why you're here on this planet. And you can change your stressful life into a life of balance and peace. It's absolutely mm-hmm. possible. Yes, it so is. Thank you. Amen to that. We are, we are living. We are living. <laughs> um, we are absolutely living testaments to that. And, and I just want to add to that, um, you know, remember progress, not perfection. You know, that was one of the biggest um, stressors for me is just really being really hard on myself, just really mentally, physically pushing myself so hard. You know, I'd get some information like this interview and I would just cram it. You know, I would just pressure myself to do it perfectly and do it all and, um, so, yeah, just remember baby steps, progress, not perfection. You know, start with one thing and, you know, one of the tips um, that Jan and I shared today. And then, you know, add to that, right? So so just do it gradually, do it over time, and continue to add to those practices and those making those changes in your life that we talked about, that, you know, changing your stressors. So, Absolutely. Um, again, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for... Yes, for joining us today, Jan, and just everyone listening, um, for joining us for the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Um, More upcoming experts on the 10 keys to a vibrant body and abundant life. Have a beautiful, peaceful, um, nurturing day, week, month, and life. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Tanya. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. 
And remember to visit TanyaPenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.